0: What is up guys, you are listening to Clicks, and this is a throwback episode where we release old episodes that we recorded on other podcasts that just did not seem to work out. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Clix What's up, guys? Welcome back to Ear Sensation, where we bring the pleasure to your ears. I'm here with my co-host, Joel, and we got a new guest today.
1: and It is uh,
0: Turner from Turner Tech YouTube, if you know what that hey is. Guys.
1: You know it. You know it. If you don't, go subscribe, you don't. Yeah. give him a follow. Like, oh yeah.
0: comment, subscribe. Share. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. All right, let's
2: get into you need to it. get those hundred subs. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty reasonable, hundred. All yeah. right, so what do you do for like your job? So for like my full time job, yeah, I um, so I'm a media director, a communications director for a church in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. And the
0: exact dress is <laughs>
1: the exact. <dress. laughs> what? I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was something me and Caleb had a problem with the last. We were not sure about. What, what we should say and what we shouldn't yeah, say. Shouldn't we right, we that's why
2: I didn't say the church's name and stuff. Like I don't know. I feel like my stuff I do outside of the ministry is stuff that needs to be outside of the ministry. Right. Because I don't want to tie the church to this stuff.
0: Because so, what if you do something wrong?
2: Right. Or someone gets upset about something or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, my personal stuff is separate from my church stuff, so that's why I never actually mentioned the church's name whenever I'm... That's good. Brilliant. Alright, yeah. So, back to the fucker. Right, yeah,
1: yeah, after I an interruption.
2: So, uh, how long have you been doing YouTube? YouTube. I've only been doing YouTube for a month now. I've been wanting to do it forever. I just never can talk myself into doing it. But as far as like uh, the uh, the IT stuff where I get the tech from and Turner Tech, I've been doing that for 10 years now.
0: Yeah. And you've been using like the church's stuff a little bit?
2: Oh, <laughs> no, never. Okay. I, I mean. I like,
0: mean, I saw one of your videos. You are you used a background.
2: Uh, right. The church. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like right now I am filming in my studio at the church. But. Uh, the studio I've been filming in those will be disappearing, so because yes. we've just had it up for um, the uh, coronavirus pandemic, it's just going away, right? So um, looking at doing something here at home, I do have a kind of a studio office at the church as well, so I might switch to filming there. I'm not sure, but no, as far as like my own technology and stuff, like I, I mean, of course, like I have gear I keep in my bag that's technically church stuff, you know, like my computer I use mm-hmm. is provided by the church, yeah. but no, most of my gear and stuff is is mine. I try to have my own stuff, so.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about the fun stuff. Here. Okay. All right. So let's go into like your your past.
2: Okay. So <laughs> let's try your childhood. My childhood. Okay, so this is why like why I wanted to start the YouTube channel, why I've been wanting to forever. Um is I've been playing video games now. So, um I guess we've got our first NES, which if you don't know what that is, I'm I'm super old.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the original Nintendo console. So okay. we got one of those when I was three years old. Oh, um and uh that was like the main thing out too. That's why we got it. Like there was no Super Nintendo, none of that had even come out yet. Uh Game Boy, I don't think had even come out yet. Oof. Wow. So, so. Uh, dude, GameCube's like way later, dude. Oh, wow <laughs> I turned So um so anyways, I obviously at three years old I couldn't play Super Mario Brothers. If you've never played the original Mario Brothers, it it's it's kinda actually really hard, just being honest. You when you die, there is no save in it. There's no save in it, so you go all the way back oh, to the yeah. beginning every time you die, and there's still, like, I forget, six or seven worlds in it. So, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it was... So, literally, me and my brother would sit there, and we would make my mom play for us. And every time she died, we start crying. So, she knew, like, I can't die, or else the boys are gonna start breaking up tears. So, my mom became, like, a pro Mario player, and she beat that whole game all the way through for us. So, that's uh, that's yeah, my mom weird. wouldn't do that today. <laughs> right, right. Honestly, my mom, she's kind of a rock star when it comes to this stuff, though, because, like, so I one, another big memory with video games specifically with my mom, I remember when the Xbox 360 came out. I was a senior in high school, so there you go. That just dated me. So if you want to try to figure out how old I am, <laughs> I'll go look up when the Xbox 360 came out. When um, it was released, it was going to be the first console. It came out slightly before PS3, and it was going to be the first game console that could do HD. Now, it didn't even have HDMI on it. How it would do it, the original launched Xbox 360, you'd have component video. I don't know if any of y'all remember component it was it the, like VGA, yeah. It was the one that RGB, the red, green, and blue cable. Yeah, I know. It and then that. you had the separate audio, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was the first game console that could do HD. So I just was like, uh, I, my Xbox had never super connected with it. I was more of a PS2 guy. Um, but I just was like, I got to get the first full HD game console. <laughs> so I, I just, I had saw it and just mess around, mess around, mess around. Literally 24 hours before, I decide I have to have one. I just have to have it. And I'll never forget it. I, I never will forget the day it came out on because it's November 22nd. And that's my sister's birthday. So on my sister's birthday, I bought myself something.
0: Oh, yeah. Did you <laughs> so, get your sister anything?
2: Uh, not that I remember. to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Um, so I was determined I'm going to get this thing. Right. So I went every online like uh, I'm trying to think what was out then. GameStop. GameStop was not like nationwide yet. They had not bought out electronics boutique yet. You got so, block, Blockbuster. But Blockbuster is rented, though. You wouldn't buy from Blockbuster. Yeah, but they're gone now. Yeah. Well, there's one. Never mind. I'm not gonna get. Yeah, there's one. Not,
0: there's one more. There's one the more. There's yeah. one
2: more. Follow them on Twitter. Um, <laughs> shout out to we, Blockbuster. Yeah, shout, shout out to the last Blockbuster. It's hilarious. You should seriously follow them on Twitter. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so it was. I looked everywhere online, which obviously the internet was still super. I mean, nothing like what it is today. It was very much more primitive. I could not find anyone that that had a left, like for pre-order pickup in store. Like you just couldn't get it anymore. So I thought I'm gonna take the chance. So we my mom, I didn't have a driver's license yet, so I still only had a permit, so my mom had to go with me. We drove around all over the area. I mean, literally people in tents like you guys won't remember this. Like so now it's so easy to get access to a game console launch day. Yeah. When I was a teenager. No, they only made them in limited runs. So there'd be literally tents set up outside stores, people waiting for days to try to get their hands on one.
0: So we went around Was it around, like the, the first kind of console.
2: On, on any game console, anytime they launch, so like if, if want launch edition. Okay. So like an Xbox 360, there was a very limited pre-order you could do, and then the rest is first come, first serve, and they only ran them in a limited run. This is how all game consoles used to be done. So we drove around, literally, um, Circuit City, that dates me too. you guys probably don't even know what Circuit City is. Circuit City, tents all the way around the building. Uh, we didn't have a Best Buy yet. Best buys were new. Um... Uh, Walmart, you name it, uh, target. I guess we didn't have a target. What did we have? We had a Kmart. So tents all around all those. So it's like, there's no reason to get in line there. So we went to Sam's club and there was one guy in line at Sam's club. And so my mom's friend, her husband was the manager of our Sam's club. So she calls her and she's like, okay, my husband said, I can't tell you how many are here, but I can tell you we have some. So literally when they say that there were stores who would only get one of these game consoles sometimes. So you have no idea how many they have.
0: That doesn't make any
2: sense why a store would do that. This is just how it used to be. This is just how it used to be. So it started snowing then my mom. So (laughs) they were, so they opened up for business hours, right? So that was another catch too with doing it with Sam's club. You have to be a business member. Well, my parents are, but you have to be present. So my mom, I stood in line all night long. That was 10 30 at night. They open at 7am. I think for business customers, all night long, I stood in line. It started snowing. It got to be a foot deep of snow. I'm not joking. I stood in a foot of snow for an Xbox 360. My was mom, the line long? Was there like a bunch of people? So there? when, by the time the night was over, people started realizing that there were people waiting in line there. So they started realizing oh, Sam's Club's won't have them. So there ended up being a couple hundred people in our line. My mom slept in the car all night long for me. So she could at 7 a.m. wake up and come over and stand in line with me to let me get in there. I know my mom wouldn't do that. <laughs> there were 10 Xbox 360s in the end of that store. Ooh. I was one of ten people for that size Club. Of the probably 150, 200 people that were in line, that walked away with one. It's one of my greatest memories with my mom because literally, she all night long she slept in the car just so I could get my stupid game console. So <laughs> yeah, so that's um. That's was it worth of, it? oh yeah uh, i mean <laughs> it definitely was because it was just cutting edge you know like you never i only have heard of hd by then like we still had a tube tv so i couldn't even use it to at first <laughs> it was funny so then it, the story kind of continues then into the next month so i told him i sent my dad down i tell him <clears throat> and so dad so we just bought this hd game console we need an hd tv like these they were very expensive then uh, like the else the plasma there were no lcds they were all plasmas need, like, the, big, rear projection? the big box the, the big box was the rear projection ones, okay. HD TVs, And then they had, they did have like the, like panels like we mm-hmm. do today, but they were all plasmas and they were, oh my goodness, thousands and thousands and thousands, and thousands of dollars. So my dad's like, absolutely not, absolutely not. So that's Saturday we go out soul winning and, uh, outdoor knocking, whatever, um, uh, for the church and my dad, where we pass by circuit city and then. He stops and he turns around and goes back. He goes, I guess it would have hurt for us to just go look in and see. They had a rear projection HDTV on sale for like 1500 bucks. So, yeah, we definitely walked out of that store with it. There you so go. So, I'll just never forget. That's one of my favorite memories seem of, cheap. of gaming. No, it was a very <laughs> expensive week. So, and then the, once again, it's my sister's birthday this whole time, too. So, it's like, wait. All,
0: wait, it was all this during your sister's this birthday? This
2: is all during that birthday week. This all happened. Oh, so, birthday Matt month, gets yeah. like $1,800 worth of stuff. And my sister probably got, what, like a new doll or something. <laughs> so, so uh but yeah that's the fun stuff like i just how i even got into computers i um when i was 12 years old like we we started that love of gaming began at a very young age watching my mom play those video games for us when we were too young to play and we literally just got every console that came out after that we had an nes we had a super nes we had a sega genesis um did you stick with ps4 or xbox today but let, let me let me uh let me go through the fun stuff of my childhood yeah. and then yeah we can cut co- we can move well, on so you had an xbox then today. yeah, yeah. Y- yes I, yeah i did have an xbox i had a playstation playstation 2 my besides my xbox 360 i've never stood in line for any other xbox console but my playstations every single playstation i've stood in line on launch day for it my ps1 my 2 my 3 and my 4 and my 4 pro all of them i stood in line uh, eventually, uh, I guess yeah. I'm being yelled at to say that's five Sony generations that I, uh, that I still no PS5. Like. <laughs> that eventually, I'm being pointed at, and I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> I, I i guess they're trying to tell me that I won't stay in line, just for so, so you know,
0: there's five people in this room but there's only like three of us doing right, it right yeah but we do have a, a guy with the broken arm and he's going to do a one minute mini podcast i don't know do you want to do that now so it, i don't want to interrupt but it was kind of like a good ending as well yeah all right you want to do your mini podcast yeah, awesome. All right, this is a one-minute podcast, and Luke, your st- your time starts okay, so now. Show
3: you the other one. This is my teeny-weeny podcast, definitely not stolen by anybody, original idea, please don't sue me, David Dobrik. Uh, today, we're going to be doing a QA, and a so I'm going to ask the four other people in the room any questions for me, yeah, by, raise of, by raise of hand, Joel, by raise did of hand. Did you knock yourself out when you fell off your skateboard? Okay, so uh, for those that aren't aware, I'm, I'm speaking very quickly right, quickly right now, 40 more seconds. Uh, I was not a skateboarding accident. Uh, I did not get knocked out, however... Uh, I did almost pass out very many times. Uh, I did lose all my vision. I did lose my hearing, but I did not pass yeah, out. We're like all right, next question <laughs> <laughs> by raise of hands. Hmm, did it hurt? <laughs> no, Bren I broke two bones, got staples in my head, and was bleeding in various places, but it was not painful like at all. A champ. <laughs> <laughs> like a champ. With the remaining 10 seconds, Caleb, you a question. Point? Yes. You
0: got seven seconds. Five. Three. Oh, oh, um,
3: Question three. Oh, did two. you experience any brain damage? One. I'm sorry.
0: Always guys. brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to Turner's um, childhood. So, yeah. So, so, what about the non-gaming side? Th- the non-gaming side. So, when I
2: was about 12, I guess, my- Did you get in trouble with any teachers and stuff? Were you a bad student? <laughs> uh, no, I was a good student. Um... As far as grades and stuff goes, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, especially when you get in high school, like, you're not in high school unless you create some trouble, right? Exactly. Hey. Everybody has caused problems. I mean, I may or may not have ambushed a teacher from the roof of the gym with a blanket, and then we all chuck basketballs at him one time. Oh, yeah, that's how they're That may have happened in my teenage years. Demerits, sir? What do you get? Oh, many demerits and many cleaning <laughs> of toilets. And well, I mean, now you can look above. back and laugh at it. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely, yeah. <laughs> so, um, um... Oh, what else did we do? We, so one of our senior pranks, we took all the trophies out of the trophy case and we hid them all throughout the entire building, but in like the most random places ever, like closets, people never get into like hatches to go to roofs. It it took them weeks to find them all. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. I mean it's not high school unless you create a little trouble right
1: yeah i
0: think
2: (laughs) everyone has done
0: well not i say like it's more the guys that does the bad stuff oh
2: definitely yeah Yeah. oh yeah well the girls always egg it on because they want to see the guys do it but they never actually participate so they're not going in trouble, right that's how it works
0: i don't think i've ever really seen a girl in In like in school detention or anything (laughs)
2: right yeah right yeah i think i definitely agree with that i don't ever remember seeing any of the girls in detention um, we, one time, so we had a teacher, <laughs> she, so our basketball coach, he was single the first year he coaches and then he got married between the school years to, so the second year he was married and, um, yeah, we didn't really like her too much. Like, I, I don't think it's, it's because it's not because she was a bad person that she, she was, was a Karen. good person.
0: She was a Karen. She was a what? <laughs> Do you not know that term?
2: A Karen? No. Wow, dude, I must be I'm too I'm old.
1: Really? What is that? What is the Bro, mean? you don't know. Uh, like, it's like a sh- yeah. You go, Joel. You haven't <laughs> said anything much. Well, it's uh, normally just someone who always complains about everything. Like I want to see your manager. Like that's just a Karen. Oh, yeah. like, uh, it's kind of okay. like a strict person. Yeah, that that's kind
2: of. I guess you. Okay, so you could say she's a Karen, but it was. I think it was more just like coach was like hours and now coach wasn't hours anymore Uh, now that he's married you uh, know so so we just would give her such a rough time so this one biology class um I think it was biology but we were um no I guess it wasn't biology because we were talking about about herbs and stuff and she got to oregano, like in whatever chapter we're in. And she just had like, I don't know, a brain fart or what, but she called it oregano. Oh. And that just set us all off. And then, by the way, too, it had already been a bad day. She had already given out the marriage, yelled at us. One of us was already standing in the hallway. Like it was a bad, bad day already <laughs> this for sounds, her. This sounds like Mr. Banker. So <laughs> <laughs> so no, literally, no. so she says oregano. We all start laughing.
0: It was and supposed to be origami. It, no, oregano. 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 She uh, said oregano. Uh, 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 oregano sounds like
2: oregano. Right, right. So we're all laughing, and specifically my one buddy, he's just like cackling. So she's like, okay, Aaron, well, if you can do better, you read the next one. So he starts reading the paragraph, and it was sage. So he goes, saggy. <laughs> <Save>. <laughs> so she got unbelievably upset, and she kicked us all out of class when that happened. Wow. Well, so I went to this really small Christian school. So like, we, we all got kicked out of class class. and we're told to go to the library. Well, there was no one there. Like there's no one there to watch us. So what did we do? Of course, we went out a football. We went out in the yard and started playing football while we were supposed to be in detention. (laughs) So that was that was high school for me in a nutshell.
1: That was definitely a Karen moment. Y'all got kicked out because she was being
2: stupid. Yeah. I mean, we were, like, we were being truly terrible human beings, so, I, I mean, we got that. kicked
0: out, rightfully so. I think but, there needs to be a way in school for us to just, like, release our energy. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I mean... In school, you got you got those uh, playgrounds. Recess, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what, like, the, um, the extracurriculars and the sports and stuff, that's what that's for. But
0: you don't really have control on those either. Like, sometimes... Uh, you don't have a choice in your extracurricular either.
2: I mean, I'll be honest, it's really hard for me to comment on, because um, for one thing, since I'm staff at the school that you guys are speaking of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't really say anything against the school I, I kind of work with, but um, yeah, yeah. When I, I'll put it this way. When I was in high school, we actually did have, um, I, I guess I'll just call it this for lack of a better word, we actually had a recess still Let's for go. about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we had like a 15-minute lunch, and then we had a 30-minute recess after that 15-minute lunch. get So um, we play like basketball or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like if we if were outside, it was nice. We play kickball, football, whatever. Yeah. You know, we so and then like we still. I don't know how it works for you guys, but we all the way from junior high to senior high, you still have like gym class as well. Yes, yes. No, we still. Have so gym now class. gym class, I don't believe is every day of the week. I think it's three days a week. Ours was two. Everybody had the day. I have too. three
1: days. You have three? Yeah, I asked for it specifically. So, I, okay. and so then, you asked
2: for it. Yeah. Then the way it worked with our guys and girls basketball, then, so three nights a week the guys had early practice. So as soon as school was over, we had practice. But two nights a week the girls did. So those two nights, the guys just all like hung out for like a like a free-for-all study hall, like no supervision. So we just were like in the basement of our, our gym in a basement. And we were in the basement of the gym and we'd like study the or whatever. In the base. No, we were in the basement of the gym. Oh, okay. What I'm <laughs> yeah. We were in the basement of the gym. So um, our gym had a basement. Yeah. That's so, that is, yeah. Wow. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Our yeah. gym had a basement to it. So there were some classrooms and stuff down there, but that's like where our lunchroom and stuff was. Hmm. So we had all kinds of tables and stuff. And there was a cabinet with games and things in. So we'd have like literally an hour and a half of just hangout time two nights a week and after school. Those are
0: the most memorable times.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. That, like the time that we... All went and we were knocking on doors and then like running away before they could answer. And then there was like this little Creek and it was in the middle of winter and we all tripped and we fell in the water and we showed up like nearly hypothermic to basketball practice. Were <laughs> Those allowed? were the most memorable. We allowed moments. to like leave. To we were not allowed to leave. So we got <laughs> a lot of trouble. <laughs> that whole guess. practice was just suicide. Another time we uh-huh. went. So there's this place I'm from Williamsport area. There's this place called Mr. Sticky's there, and all they do is like uh, like um, uh, cinnamon buns, cinnamon rolls, but they're like massive, like 12 inches wide, and they're just covered in like a three inches of cream frosting. Oh, yeah, those are the best part. Oh, yeah, they were amazing. So literally this one one of these nights where we had late practice, we all decide, oh, we should all go get Mr. Sticky's yeah halfway through practice so a we're not supposed to leave campus and we did we got mr stickies b coach didn't like us eating anything during that time because it's not good to eat food before basketball practice literally halfway through practice the entire team was in the bathroom throwing up violently from all the sugar oh my really yeah it wasn't because the food was bad no it's because the sugar and all the by the way we were in conditioning Oh, so, so you're at like, the beginning of the season. Oh, like, my yeah. goodness. So you're like running, 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 running. Uh, so you eat a whole bunch of sugar and you okay. run a whole bunch. And then, of course, any good basketball coach during conditioning, like they deprive yeah. you of water, right? Like that's one of the motivators. You need to get yourself, you know, you need to finish those suicides in the correct times and stuff. You guys want to get your water fountain time.
0: That doesn't yeah.
2: make
1: sense. No, that is how it is.
0: That that's is just a goal
1: is. to push for. Yeah, it, it makes you push
0: because yeah, you that, want that, that water so weaker. bad. No, no, it wouldn't. Well, because like well, do after five basketball? minutes, I would want that water so bad. Do you play basketball? basketball? Do you play? Yeah. Yeah, for a few years and I gave up.
2: Yeah. Oh, here, <laughs> here's here's,
0: at
1: here's the I didn't I didn't find enjoy enjoy joy in it at all. Here's a good illustration. You know how they always put like <laughs> Same a problem. donut in front of the character and the person wants to get the donut? Yeah. Well, it's that's like kind of the what but they but do, life. but what with is the water. Essential? Doesn't, matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So but it, it makes me stronger. obviously. Makes me, obviously,
2: well. any good basketball coach is going to be able to tell when they, yeah. you absolutely have to have a drink and they're going to stop if, if okay. they're not yeah. getting the results. So anyways, though, no matter what, during conditioning, you're always slightly water deprived and we're filled with sugar. Oh my oh he was so mad with us. We literally so he found out. You know, oh yeah, he found out. So we had to stay clean up all I, the back. Yeah. that was in the middle of practice it went wow. down. Ooh. So we had to clean guys were puking on the court. People, it was awful. So uh, yeah, that that was I have good high school memories. I don't think my wife really does. She didn't really care for high school. I mean, obviously there's always bad moments in high school They just goes out. High but school. We did, yeah. That we sucks. went to, yeah, we went to high school together. So that's where we met. She I had started at that school in sixth grade, and she came along when I was in eighth grade, I think. So, were you, were you boyfriend and girlfriend in high school? Never, no. We um never. we were really good friends. Like when I say never, like not not during high school. No. no. Um, her se- she's we're the same age, but she's a year ahead of me in school. Um, so her senior year, I kind of I wanted us to date, but she just really wasn't into that at all. But we were always like best friends, though. Though going through that's school, the best so. way to start, right? Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, that's like a, that's one thing I've learned. Right. Like honestly, looking back now, like. High school relationships are so pointless because there's... You're, I wouldn't you're, say that because uh, somebody listens to this, uh,
0: you know? Yeah. What do you mean? Two people. Two people listen to this that have a high school relationship. Yeah.
1: No. Don't worry about who it is. Just,
0: okay, I'm just, just saying just letting them, you know. But
2: that's fine. Yeah, like, to those who listen to this oh, who have okay. a high school relationship, it's just kind of pointless because, A, statistically, you're not going to end up with the person. Yeah, like, so you got lucky. Yeah, sure. I better say I got lucky. Yes. If my wife is watching this, I'm a very lucky man. You mean listening to this? (laughs) Listening to this? No. No, no, Yeah. Like, seriously, statistically, you're just not going to end up with someone from high school anyway. So why get yourself all wrapped up in those emotions to practice? To
1: practice, like, yeah.
2: but you can just be someone's, like, you can, like, okay, so me and my wife, like, we would hang out, we would go to youth activities together, we would, when we were out at youth activities, we'd sit together and eat meals together, like, is that not all dating still? Like, that's the same thing as dating. But all right, now, but nowadays, I'm not going through all those emotions of the breaking up and all that stuff, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still but interacting with the opposite gender.
0: Nowadays, it's a lot different. If I, I were to going. do that, let's say I did it with someone and, uh, I love Every, how you said that. Be, as like you're like, like, like 16 years old. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, uh, in in our school, everybody just assumes that you like that person if you hang out with
2: that person. Well, I mean, if, so other, people the, the, be, the, if other people want to be tools, that's up to them. they want to be
1: wrong, let them be wrong.
2: Right. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't dictate whether you're going to engage in a truly emotional relationship or not. I'm just saying, why go through all the emotional hurt and harm for no reason? Like, it's just better to be friends with everybody and hang out with the opposite gender and spend time with them and get to know them and, like, you even said it yourself. You're talking to them like they're a separate species, like <laughs> women. Well, I mean, after 10 years of marriage, I can tell you it's, they're not the same <laughs> as men. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, yeah. I had honestly, I had a good childhood. My dad was a doctor, so um, um, you know, we grew. I grew up a really good life. Uh, my parents were really good about trying not to spoil us. You know, like I had, I had friends who didn't grow up in as much money as I did. Who like them, their brother, their sister. Everybody had their own video game console and stuff. And my parents never did stuff like that. We always had to share it. Me and my siblings, like. You know, we still had nice things. So, you know, I understand I grew up a lifestyle that most people didn't get to grow up. You know, we had a swimming pool. We grew up on a big piece of land. We had woods. They would, you know, my parents just did all like the highlights, you know, to try to make our house kind of like the destination. So our friends would always want to come to our house and said, we had the four wheelers. We had all that type of stuff. So you, were, you lived on like a farm vibe. The, so the property they live on used to be a farm and it's still farmed to this day. They rent it out to a farmer. They, they have about 45 and a half acres, I think something like that. No, that's pretty good. good. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty good. So, I they got a huge house. It's probably with their basement being finished now included in there. It's probably like 6,500, 7,000 square feet, something like that. That's so house. yeah. So the basement though was all, was finished like halfway through high school. So like we had like TVs down there or game consoles and all that stuff. We had a pool table. So like our friends, especially in the summer, they, they, it never was, hey, do you want to come hang out with us? It's, hey, can we come over to your house? Cause we had the swimming pool, we had a basketball court. Like, I say a basketball court, we had a basketball hoop in a paved area. You could have you know, some so. friends that are like taking advantage. Oh, yeah, de- I definitely had friends that <laughs> take advantage. Oh, yeah. Like, of, of all the friends I just listed, I haven't talked to one of them in 10 years. <laughs> so, yeah, they probably would take advantage of me. Either way, though, like, I grew up a really great childhood. You know, my parents were good people. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the that's the that's the fun stuff that's not games.
0: That's not games.
2: Yeah. So, um, as far as the computer stuff, like how I got into that. We're getting more into the more recent days? Well, honestly, it kind of started when... So, I was starting to say this earlier. When when I turned 12, we my dad always had a computer at the house. So, that was one thing unique for us, too, being from a doctor's family. Like, we had computers and internet stuff in our house long before any of my friends so like did. like
0: a monitor station or... A, yeah, like a okay. desktop. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, laptops, honestly, like, I remember when laptops were invented. Like, I, I guess I shouldn't say when they were invented, but when people actually started using them, like, yeah. for business or whatever, like that advent, the Palm Pilot advent, all that happened when I was a child so like i remember dad getting his first laptop like that that was all when i was a child that was all going on so yeah it was all desktops but even with desktops there are so many people still in the early 90s that just didn't have them in their homes so many people still didn't and one big reason for that was there was a there was no flash drives like i know you you guys probably can't even comprehend that i remember when the flash drive was invented like it just wasn't a thing. You had floppy disk drives, and they could only I mean, yeah. they could only carry what I think three point five megabits on them, and that was a that was like a uh, whatever was a double density or double layer. I forget what they were called now, but that was like the nicer ones, mm-hmm. and you had to have a floppy disk drive that could read those kind. If not, they were only like one point seven five megs or something like that they could carry. So like you could you could put a couple word docs on them, and that's it. You couldn't like share a picture over them or, and in fact, digital imagery, like I remember when that was invented, you know, like, so that's, that's how you came up during the middle of all the tech. I did. It was a cool time to grow up because when like modern tech was being invented, you know, the eighties would have been a cool time to grow up through too. Cause that's literally like the advent of a lot of home electronics hmm. actually being born was then, but the modern era of electronics though, I grew up through all that.
0: Like the most important accessory, the refrigerator.
2: What? Wait, The no. refrigerators <laughs> were invented long before me. Come on, I'm not like 100 years old. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so. My surprise, surprise. I mean, you, you gotta admit, without the refrigerator, we would all be doomed. But yeah, the refrigerator was invented, what, in like the 1920s or 30s? I don't know. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 1987. I thought he was. Well,
1: there you go. You know how old he is. Quick,
2: do your math. Um, <laughs> I wasn't assuming you're that old. You're not that old. So anyways, when I, I was about 12 know. years old, my we would drive my dad nuts because he always had, he had to have a nicer computer because of like file transfers from the hospital and stuff like that. So he always had like high end computers. Yeah, your dad just hospital. Yes. That's why he had it because, so he had the internet and they had like an intranet, like a hospital network that was available via the net the internet so he'd be able to like do stuff like with his charts or whatever through the internet and things it was all very primitive at, at, home? at home we yeah. had at home internet which that was another unique not only did we have a computer at home which most of my friends didn't we also had the internet at home which like I honestly can say I would say at least 90% of my friends at that point didn't have it at home yet. It wasn't wireless, was it? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. The no, it was Wi-Fi. wifi. I'm, no, it was all for one thing. It was dial up. I don't know if you know what dial up is. So you had like this modem. Have you ever heard that song? That sound was like ding dong, ding, 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 ding. You ever hear like that sound effect ever? That sound effect is the sound of the modem making its phone call to call the internet to connect to your computer. That's that's hard to process. Yeah. yeah, so that so you literally have a phone line with plugged into your computer. I know what it looks like. And is it like that? Um, well, it's just a normal phone jack, like what's plugged into, like guess, a, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a normal telephone. Yeah, so that literally was on the back of your computer. You plug a phone line into it. So what was really annoying is, that unless you paid for two phone lines to your house, every time you made, you were on the internet, no one could make phone calls. There you go. That's because the weird. the internet was using the phone. So I know it's a weird concept to think of, but that's how the internet used yeah. to work. So not many people so had your phone it. Phone shares with your computer. Right. So now my parents, because of my dad, once again, he was a doctor, so he could afford it anyway. So they just got two phone lines. They had a phone line for
1: <laughs> there you go. They
2: had a phone line for the computer and a phone line for the house is what we right. did. Literally, that, it was super cool getting to grow up the way I did cause I got to see all of it. You know, yeah. we always had when the first flash drive came out, my dad got one because he needed one for transferring files mm-hmm. from work to the from the from home PC to work PC. So I wonder if 20 when, years from now,
0: I'm going to be saying, you know, it was really cool. Like there's something new. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, I guarantee you there will be. But what else has there ever been? I, I feel like there's nothing left of the hologram, uh, like
2: a hologram. I will say that there has to be the, what is going to replace television. Let's just face it like a holographic. It, it's it's a median. The Think about this. Besides quality, color, um, whatever. It's never changed since it was invented. Right. It's the same exact flat image. Right. You know, at some point... They're going to make it 3D. Yeah, at some point, we've got to make that jump. It's just, what is that going to be? Is that going to be holographics? Uh, who knows? Because we've been so programmed to enjoy it the way it is. That's going to be their greatest hurdle to get over. I have it's, seen
0: these things where it's like a fan that spins. You know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, And yes. then
2: it like makes items look like they're floating 3D. So you do know that that is actually how like the that's how the idea for film came about. Those devices were made in like the 1800s originally. Yeah. They would put pictures in them so you can like yeah, spin I it. You can see that. a guy running on a horse. That's like old technology. Right, it like shoots a, onto a flat image. Well, it used to be that it couldn't shoot out though so what you do is you'd look in the cylinder oh, okay. from one side so you'd only see the image on one side of the cylinder as it's spinning by. It looked like a guy's like riding a horse and that's what birthed the idea of creating film which led to, of course, TVs being made and, you know, hence where we are now. Yeah. So it's funny that you say
0: as I was saying though it's like the
2: it, yes that's what I'm saying though like the modern tech is a new modern spin on very very old technology well so- do you think so like uh,
0: 1970 or something there was I, I don't know when but at one point there was never a flat screen TV a phone with screens on them
2: well, it might not be a flat screen like we have today, but like, I mean, I don't know when the exact date was. I'm, I think 1920s sometime is when the original TV set was made, but it's still though. Yes, it's a tube and yes, it's, you know, like the actual like glass on the front was like bubbled over and stuff. But at the end of the day, the image you're viewing is a flat image. And that's how we still view it today. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Since the 1920s, when television sets were invented, from the television set to the 4K OLED TV, it's still the same flat image. It's just higher resolution, better color, higher frame rates, but it's still that same flat image. That's what I think you guys are going to live through, or at least your maybe it will be your children that will live through that. But at some point, there's going to be this advent of what's next after that 2d flat image you can't tell me something that was made in 1920 is the ultimate solution for our entertainment
1: yeah like vr and we are like yeah that's right yeah, right yeah, yeah like yeah.
2: vr could be it the problem with vr but, though yeah, is to be truly immersed in it like you need to move around some and stuff and i guess there's now this yeah, you got 360 yeah, yeah i say like um, there's ready
1: there's player one treadmill. like that kind of thing
2: but here's another thought though like when you sit down and enjoy a movie, do you want to be like running and do an exercise? Like, Because that's essentially what you're doing with the 360 degree well, treadmill. Well, they can still have the regular flat. regular flat. Yeah, that's okay. going to be for like games or something. See, that's what I'm saying. Like what, what is going to actually replace cinema? Like I think that's the next great technology that we're going to see. Because you're right. Like computers, like they just are what they are. You know, phones are what they are. You know, great. They're making folding ones now. So you're just taking the flat screen and you're making a fold up into a smaller thing to put in your pocket. It's still the same thing. You know, like what is truly the next great invention? Yeah. I think what personally, I think that's going to be the advent of what takes place of media as we know it.
0: For us to be like someone from the 70s, just having a dream and be like a screen with moving pictures. You know, it's got to be like something so new that it's right. like.
2: Right, right. That's well, I mean. Think about it. So when Steve Jobs made the, made the Macintosh in the 80s, um, literally the marketing team and the board of directors from Apple told him that nobody wants this they had computers, but they were all just text based like DOS, like basically Apple um, uh, was just Apple OS, I guess is what it was called um, that ran on on um, on Apple. um, What were those things called? Just Apple twos, twos, I guess they were called. Um, That's all there was just text based, no mouse, just all keyboard input. But now all of a sudden Steve Jobs is trying to invent this thing that has picture on it with. A mouse pointer, and you have a mouse, and you have folders. You can store things, and there's this thing called the graphical interface. The marketing team and the board of directors told Steve that no one wants this because no one uses this, no one's asking for this. And I'm probably paraphrasing here, but his infamous words were: "People don't know what they what they want till you show them what you need." He said, "Yes, they don't want this now, but they need this. This is the next stage of computing." And, of course, now today, could you imagine today using a computer without a graphical interface? Could you imagine, today using a computer without a mouse? You know, imagine gaming on a computer without a mouse. Every single PC gamer just had a heart attack. (laughs) You can't turn well. Right. Right. Literally. Now, Steve Jobs didn't invent the mouse. I think actually Xerox invented the mouse. I think Samsung had some like a screen device before. I'm not sure exactly. But the, the company, though, that truly packaged it together to be shipped to a home was Apple. Yeah. You know, it's never been the same since. Windows was born literally immediately after the Macintosh launched. Windows One came out. You know, everything changed once Steve made that computer. So, what is that going to be for your generation? Like, who from your generation is going to sit down and think, you know what? No one wants this now, but we need this. This is it. Flying cars. You know, like. <laughs> Do you
0: think Steve Jobs was rich before all of it? The- no. No. No, okay. no. Do you know yeah, Steve Jobs? You need was to look up Steve's life, garage. Steve. He was in a garage. Steve was yeah.
2: also adopted. He does, yeah. Steve never met his real parents parents steve steve grew up with adopted parents yes was steve. he like
0: smart he was like really smart I just don't understand how you are going to get Okay, it
2: that's it. We need to do a podcast called the Steve Jobs Podcast sometime because okay. we could talk all day long about that's Steve. That's true. Man, all this, we keep getting away from what I was going to say, how I got into computers. <laughs> so when I was 12 years old, <laughs> we were? The third time, <laughs> yeah, 12. 12 years old, my dad was sick of us playing PC games on his computer. He'd come home at night and to to do work and we're there gaming. And he, he started his own private practice as a doctor. So he wasn't home a whole lot. He was at a small private hospital with his own private practice. So literally... When I was a child, like every other night he was on call every other weekend, he was on call. So we just didn't see him a whole lot. So he didn't want to be like he was gone all day long. And then he comes home and be the big, mean, green ogre and, you know, throw us all off the computer and stuff. But it finally just got to this point. It's like, I need to do work. So he finally decided to get me and my brother computers. So that for, for gaming. So did you separate ones or we each had our own? He figured that was the first time we each had our own like console. If you want to throw it in that category, since he bought it for us for gaming Um, for my brother, it mostly was just the gaming part. Like he, after that, like he got a love for them as well, but it was mostly the gaming part for me. It was so much more than just the gaming. So mine, so you guys wouldn't remember this either. So back in the nineties computers, it wasn't like you just like, there wasn't just Dell and HP and these companies existed then, but it wasn't like you only buy computers from Dell or HP or Alienware or Matt, Apple or whoever. There were tons of mom and pop shops, tons of them. Like every town had a couple mom and top, pop, pop shops in town. <laughs> a little tongue twisted there. A bunch of mom and pop shops in town. Um he normally had one that was actually like a pretty good one where like all the true nerds went to like, they're the mom and pop shops who didn't know what they were doing. And that's where like normal people went and bought their computers because people didn't know, like no one knew anything about these boxes. They were through these magical boxes. You handed someone $700 to, and they gave you this box and you know, like specify. (laughs) So, um, So anyways, though, but there always was that one shop that's like, yeah, these guys are legit. They always kept like the high end parts in stock and stuff. Every town had one of those. So my dad, not knowing what to do and just knew he didn't want to spend the money on a Dell because any brand name computer back then, all my thousands and thousands of dollars for brand name computers back then. For even just basic computers. Yeah. So, uh, which I guess also too, like it just was a different time. Like, yes, there was like different levels and like, were like worse hardware and better hardware. But honestly, hardware was kind of just hardware. Like if you had the latest hardware that was out, that's the hardware you'd game on. You know, it's not like there was the gaming graphics card. Now, there was a little bit of that beginning, though, and that's where there was the legit computer shop because those guys were the ones who knew, oh, yeah, this is the company that's making the stuff that's actually better than the normal stuff. And, yeah. like That was all just starting when I was a kid slash teenager. So anyways, my dad didn't know what to get, didn't want to spend like $3,000 on each one of us on a Dell, so he found this website. I can't even tell you the name of it. I wish I had a picture of these computers. They were so, so crappy looking. They were these beige boxes. Everything was beige box back then, but they had like this plastic insert on, on the front that was like wavy and it was turquoise colored. And, mm. Oh, they were so ugly. Mm. But I didn't care though. Like I just could not believe my dad bought me a computer. So I've learned obviously so much. I'm a network administrator now. And blah, yeah, now blah. you build you built your own. Right, right. So but back then obviously I didn't know anything. Yeah. yeah. So like I do now. <laughs> so okay, so this computer, so some basics of computers, they when they run, electrons create friction, so they get hot. So if they're not cooled, they'll die because mm. they'll melt or catch on fire because they get really, really hot.
0: That's when you so, put water onto the components.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no one tried that at home right now. <laughs> do not do that, that advice.
0: Or if, um, if, or if you want. I'm I don't know.
2: <laughs> So anyways, so the biggest one of the bigger things, though, than just having a fan and a heat sink on the, on the components directly is actually managing the heat of the case itself. So once again, mom and pop shop, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, it's this like computer had no case fans in it. What? None. So the heat was being dissipated off of the processor and the graphics card by their heat sink and fan, but just sat in the case. Oof. So the case was like an oven. So now I didn't know that as a 12 year old. I'm just So literally one day I'm sitting there playing, I don't know, probably Jedi Outcast or something. That, that was a game that came out around that time. Windows 95 box, by the way, too. Um... I'm there just playing away, playing away, playing away. And all of a sudden, like everything looks like it's like disintegrating on my screen. Like everything on my monitor is like almost like it's melting away. I'm like, what is going on? So I figured out after I smelled smoke, my hard drive literally melted in my computer. It, was that hot. it got that hot yeah. in there. Wow. My carpet under the computer was wow. slightly cinched from how hot the box was getting. Did you get it off? So we 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 so we right away, we like my parents like figured out, you know, with me what had happened. So we went online to some um, forums and um, a couple other places like Today's there's no, Reddit. Well, Yeah, right. So honestly, we went to uh, Alta Vista. So if you know what, I'm not going to even I'm I'm just going to leave it at that. If you know what Alta Vista is, you are legit. If you don't know what it is. Yeah, you're probably were born after 9-11. So um, (laughs) I jumped on Alta Vista. And um, so we figured out that computer cases need air flowing through them. So we bought some computer fans for my brother's computer. So I want to do this. (laughs) So for my brother, it's like, oh, yeah, I can keep gaming for me, though. There is a spark that lit. In my head, and I was like, "Wait, there's like a science behind how these things work." Mm. And so I tore my box open, got my hard drive out, and I figured out what the hard drive is and how it plugs in and how you work it. And I went online and ordered one, and put it in, and put the fans and thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be back to gaming." And then there's nothing. And then I was like, wait, so why is there nothing? So I go back to Alta Vista, do a search, and I get on some forum and I get in some chat room. And that really dates me saying the word chat room. And I figured out from this guy in this chat room, which my parents probably they should have been terrified that was a chat room, but <laughs> but this guy in this chat room told me, oh yeah, your problem is there's nothing on it. Hard drives come with nothing on them. I know for you guys is like, well, duh, back then, like no one knew anything about computers for normal. Like a teenager didn't know anything about it. You have a laptop sitting here. Like my dad, as a doctor, didn't even own a laptop, you know, like, so those guys like, yeah, hard drives don't ship with windows on them. So it comes with nothing. So you got to get windows. So I'm like, okay, well, my computer had windows before as a mom and pop shop. Like I said, it was an illegal installation of windows 95 on there. So I didn't have discs. So I couldn't install my OS again. Oh, well now, so this is literally, I say Windows 95, actually, I think it was actually Windows 98 second edition, actually, now that I say this, because right after this all is happening, Windows XP is about to come out. So my dad was like, I'm not gonna buy you a copy. Windows used to be really expensive. I understand Windows 10 now is free, but back then it was very expensive, like hundreds of dollars to buy Windows. My dad's like, I'm not gonna spend $300, $400, whatever it is, I'm buying you Windows 98, when the computer was $500 for one thing, and when And when Windows XP is about to come out and you're going to expect me to buy you that. Yeah. So I'm just like, so I'm just stuck without a working computer. So I go back to Alta Vista. I discovered this thing called Red Hat Enterprise Linux. And RHEL had a home user edition that they sold at Staples for 60 bucks. And it was $60 because Linux, if you have any idea what that is, is an open source operating system. So the operating system itself is free. All I was paying for is the box, the discs, and a support package for a year. So that's why it was so cheap. I didn't know this, though. So I got that. I thought, great. I know I can't game. I knew that much. I figured that much. I can't game on it, but I can use my computer. So I go home and I go to install it, and it stalls, and I go to use it, and nothing. Because this is in the early days of Linux now for home users. I had to manually compile all the drivers for every single component. I had to manually compile the graphical user interface on that box for that box. So after about a month of searching and downloading source codes and compiling them and just digging through text after text after text of just text interface. Finally, one day I clicked enter on my last thing to compile and I typed in start X, which is a command. If you're a Linux user and you're from the old days, you'll know start X is how you started your graphical interface. And bam, this desktop was there that I was done then. Like I knew in that moment, I'm going to play with computers the rest of my life. I literally had just spent a month of downloading just raw code and compiling it and installing it and compiling it and installing it. I just finessed a machine to go from doing nothing to being something I can use as a normal computer and learning command line codes and some programming language stuff. And it it just was like, I love this. I I absolutely love this. I want to mess with computers the rest of my life. So that crappy mom and pop $500 illegal computer box my dad bought me led to a life of now I'm a Windows system admin and I'm a network administrator. And I, like you said, I built my own computers. I literally all through high school then. So then I figured out like that just, it was an obvious stepping stone for me to go from that to next, like learning all about all the rest of the hardware, um, you know, getting like a CompTIA a plus study book. And I learned all the different ports, all the different type of cards, how everything works, what everything does. And then I went from that machine to my very next machine was a real gaming PC that I built myself. Hmm. so that that's how I, I i knew too that this is something i want to do with the rest of my life because i saw the affinity that i had towards it because it's like i literally went from knowing nothing about these boxes to the very the second computer i ever owned from from the ground up i built it myself
3: hmm.
2: so those uh yeah it just became a love for me so that's where the tech internet tech comes from
0: <laughs> yeah well when you were talking about illegal boxes I also remember something you told me about illegal downloading music.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, man. Those those were good times. There's more fun stuff from from the high school days. So, yeah, so there was no like so do you guys know what Napster is? No. I've it heard of it. Bit, I've it sounds, heard yeah. Of it. Okay, that makes me like, feel a little better. At least you heard of it. Yeah. So Napster. Think of Napster as like the original iTunes. So yeah. I don't know. I would. If I had to guess, I'd say iTunes as an application on a Mac existed. I wouldn't know because I wasn't a Mac user. Um, And that would have been, too, back in the Napster days, that would have been OS 9, OS 10 hadn't even been invented yet by Apple. I don't know what OS 9 could do in music playback. I don't know if it had an application or not. But when I say the original iTunes, so you guys know, like, before the advent of streaming music, like, everyone, for digital music, you'd buy songs on iTunes, right? Yes. Okay. So, and you also know that before iTunes, like, the number one dealer of music was Walmart. Like, people would walk into Walmart and buy CDs. Then Mm -hmm. iTunes came. Well, then iTunes and the iPod kind of simultaneously came out and everything changed right. i forget how long it was it wasn't even five years after that advent happened that walmart lost and like literally when i was a teenager i don't know if maybe when you guys were kids you might remember this when i was a teenager though the electronics section was actually smaller than the music section at walmart like there was thousands and thousands of cds in walmart's because wow. they were the number one dealer of music in the world then the advent of itunes and the ipod came out and everyone's like wait So I can spend half the money as I spend on the physical album and I can own it and have it in my pocket. Like literally when I was a teenager, I carried, I had a Walkman that you could clip on your belt. And I I had a tape Walkman, literally a cassette tape Walkman was my first Walkman. I am old enough for that but then I did get a CD Walkman which was awful because every time you'd walk it go it skip 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 with every step and then I got an anti skipping Walkman after oh, that those were go. awesome and like they were like obviously so when they got to the point of the anti skip ones they were only like slightly larger than the CD itself so you'd like cram that beast in your pocket so, um. <laughs> so when the iPod came out it's like wait this little tiny box I can stick in my pocket and put like 10,000 songs on it like that just blew people's minds so it did not take long for them to take the market by storm before itunes there was this thing called napster napster had digital downloads of songs on it the problem with napster was is all the downloads were free Ooh. yeah they got hit with copyright and infringement like faster than you can blink and that that software got taken down it was so because that worked so good it was like you finally like you only had like windows media player and, like some other really crappy um Play the song playback apps on your computer. So like if you ripped your CDs to your computer, like it just was terrible. Napster though was great because Napster literally, when you think of what iTunes is now, um, especially in the early days of iTunes, like that is what Napster was. Like I'm almost convinced Apple got inspiration from Napster. It's like we should build that except make it legal. <laughs> like I, I, I could almost swear that that had to be what happened in Steve Jobs mind because everyone loved Napster. It's not, free. it's not free. Except it's not free because it's legal. So um, there was not the advent of it. This is actually old tech of the internet, but there was torrent downloading. So as the internet got faster, that become really popular amongst teenagers. So torrent downloading, another word for it is peer-to-peer downloading. So that means my computer connects directly to your computer. I download a file directly from your computer. We go through no other servers. So no one's seeing the data transfer between you and me. So there was these applications built that made it easy for posting links for people to download peer to peer. So one of those was LimeWire. One of those was BearShare. And yeah, like you could just go on there, like search any album you wanted, and for sure someone had it posted on there, and you could download it directly from their computer, and you could share. Well, then you could do more than music though. So you mentioned music, like movies, never really was a thing when I was a teenager because it just you can never. It, the, the the amount of data yeah. it would take for a movie just didn't I literally like no joke when I was in like the prime of my teen years, it was a big deal when forty gigabyte hard drives came out. Ooh, I mean, you guys have like, what? It. Do you have like a 128 gig iPhone? Probably. Like, my entire computer could only hold 40 gigs. And I remember Even thinking Even my computer has 500 gigs. Son. I literally remember thinking to myself, I'll never need a hard drive after this. <laughs> Data just was observed so much different than it is now. For P6, Call of Duty Warzone takes 200 gigs of your PS4 hard drive now. One game takes yeah. two hundred gigs, so yeah. Like I used to be able to install like eight games on my PC with forty gigs. Like that's how much from the texture layers of the games, and then of course like video quality, footage for yeah. the in-game engine videos at play and stuff. Like that all is large. The better data. quality games get the higher the hard drives. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So like just movies weren't even. No one thought back then about like a digital movie, but games, hacked games, that was a big thing being shared. Like people like ripping their PS2 games, and you could download it and burn it to a disc. If you had a mod chip in your, in your PS2 then you could play those discs. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing um, when I was a teenager. Those would be shared over torrents. Software was another big thing. So uh, maybe this is terrible for me to admit. Sorry, Adobe. I hope I don't get sued. But like, how I learned Photoshop is through a torrent site. I downloaded an illegal copy of Photoshop, and I started using but Photoshop. That was a long time ago. So you're good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully there's like a statute of limitations As, on as I record on Audition, but <laughs> you have, that's a legal copy of Audition. Yeah, now. yeah. See, yeah like legal. Yeah. Maybe. See, I use. I disclaimer. All my software is legal. I don't use illegal software. I've not done that since I was like maybe in college.
0: Yeah. If you FBI comes up to your door. <laughs> right.
2: <to talk> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All my hard drives are going to C's now. I mean, it'd be podcast. pretty. Cool. We'll the FBI listen to this, I mean that would be pretty cool. I yeah. mean, well, let's just face it: your phones out right now, so they are listening to this. Ooh, that is oh, that's a controversial statement. I actually don't believe that, by the way. <laughs> for legal but, but all the conspiracy, for are legal going, reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> all the conspiracy theorists are going crazy right now. Yeah, probably.
1: No, <laughs> Don't tell No Skellinger. And my camera is not coming.
2: <laughs> oh boy, <my. I>
1: are mean, <laughs> probably gonna be like, take that down there. <laughs> I don't like that you mentioned me. That's not cool. So you mentioned you were always getting into it. Did you ever have to learn like JavaScript or
2: like? You know, I always wanted to do that type of stuff, but um. Is that more of like hacker text and stuff? Like You know, I guess my parents are never going to hear this podcast, so I'll just kind of come out and say this. Yes. I think like like just so like I understand, like almost everyone watching that listening to this, I mean, is not going to be someone who's a parent, but someday you're going to be parents. Mm-hmm. So at, at a very at a pretty young age, like when I was 12, this is kind of when I started. I confirmed when I was 15, but I made this decision. That I wanted to go and work um, in ministry, like work for a church for a living. Um And. um I never necessarily planned on anything in technology. That was kind of an accident. I mean, I don't even want to get into that. We'll be here the whole night getting how I ended up doing what I do in ministry. Um, but I, I knew though that I'd still play with technology myself. So I actually, I got this like, once again, the, uh, the obvious next step, it's like, okay, well I've conquered hardware, but in the conquering of hardware, I did all the software stuff. I'm like, I kind of would like to learn programming. So I wanted to like start taking some courses and everything so bad. <laughs> My father would not allow me because he said there's no way that technology could ever be used to benefit you in ministry. If you say that God wants you to be in ministry, that means it's just going to be a distraction. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, all I've ever done in ministry in 10 years of it is do technology. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, it definitely would have benefited me to know some programming languages and to be able to do that. Like, it would have just opened more doors of opportunity for me and what I do and what I've done
0: you, can you know, learn a little
2: bit now through YouTube you know I, yeah and i've tried it's just all time you know like you get to a point you know when you're married and you have a child and you have a full time job and you you, you you want your free time and your hobby time. And yeah, yeah, like I'm doing my YouTube now, you know, right. Like if I had to pick between doing my YouTube and learning programming, programming language, I'm I'm picking my YouTube channel, you know, like that's just where, you know, I only have so much time. So, you know, the lesson learned there is like, it's not your job, like your job as to me, like me having a daughter now, my job is not to control what my daughter becomes and how she becomes it. My job is to teach her how to be a productive member of society, you know, to, Um, you know, as a Christian, I would believe, you know, teacher, you know, in the, in the, um, Precepts of the Bible, you know, what the Bible teaches about going to heaven, make sure that she knows that and that prayerfully and hopefully she will accept Jesus Christ as her Savior and would become a Christian herself and what it means to live the Christian life. Living the Christian life is not what I tell her that is. You know, it's what the Bible says that is. You know, for my dad, living out full time ministry means you give up all technology. That's what he had in his mind. And I know, by the way, too, he doesn't think that today. Like he he understands in some ways he was really great because once again, I had friends that their parents would never let them have a computer, never let them them set the internet because they were too afraid of it so mm-hmm. at least he did that with me yeah but he he took me like halfway there and then he cut me off and i wasn't allowed to do it anymore because of his own fear of what it would do to me it's like at the end of the day if i was going to screw up my life i'm going to screw up my life like you can only you, you can only guide and direct your children so much and at some point you know it's up to them they got to live their own life you know, so it's not my job to, you know, like like Marley, she's five years old. She's convinced she's going to be a New York City police officer. I mean, legitimately convinced she's going to be a New York State police officer. You know what? It's really even at five years old. It's not my job to tell, you know, you're not allowed to be a police officer. Now, I think that's a terrifying job for, especially for a girl, for me to hear that's what she wants to do with her life. Especially but, what's going on now. Right, especially with what's going on right now, but it's not my job to tell her not to do that, though. Yeah, correct. You know, like, now when she's old enough to understand, it'll be my job to tell her, you know, there's, like, some dangers and some, like, big risks you're taking doing this, and even the stipulations people have in society, but, you know what, that's what she wants to chase after, and I know that she's I know that she's living the Christian life, like, she's, you know, she's she's not being, living, you know, a sinful life, a wicked life, a bad life, a bad, being a bad person in general, right. not productive, lazy, whatever, as long as she's not that, you know, she's, if she's to her best ability, trying to be, you know, figure out the whole Christian thing. Like let's just face it as a teenager. It's not just ABC one, two, three, we make it out so much more simpler than what it is really to truly try to follow after God with your life. So like, if she's making the attempt to do that and she's, she's, you know, being her, you know, being true to herself, but at the same time, you know, being the type of Christian she needs to be like, if this is what she says she wants to do and this is what she believes she wants to do or needs to do, like I, it's not my job to tell her, no, you need to do this with your life. And because or you're telling me you want to do this with your life. Well, this is how you do that.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not my
2: job to do that. That's not my job. to do. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not. I, it's not about controlling them, you know, like in the end of the day, my dad tried to control me in it. And then what's funny is all I've ever done in ministry now for 10 years is IT. And you, you, you know, know how many motivated, motivated you? No, and honestly, I did not seek it out. Like I said, we could talk all night long how I ended up doing this. I did not seek it out. And I didn't seek it out because of him being that way. And I still ended up doing, it. And you know, what's funny is he's never resisted at one time me doing this now. So it's like, once again, he himself now has changed in his opinion of it. Once again, bringing me back to if it's not purely wrong, like it's not my job to say, no, you can't do that because I'm afraid You know, my fear should not stop you from following what you believe you should do or need to do or want to do. Mm -hmm. That's that's my
0: opinion. There is a huge, huge chance that she'll probably switch to something else.
2: Oh, right. Like in her case, like I probably don't need to worry about it. I mean, we'll see. She's actually planning right now a trip to New York. She has this pad and just scribble marks on it, of course, because she only knows how to like write her name, my name. Hello, Rachel's name, like basic, basic, basic stuff. Um, but she has like this, this Steno pad with all these things written on it and scribbles. And it's her list of everything we're doing in New York City once they go green. We're, we're gonna go meet a New York City police officer. Um, she, she, she the wants, this car. Right. No, she literally, she, <laughs> she wants to go do like a ride along and she wants to go, um, then she, of course, wants to see a Statue of Liberty. But then, um, this makes me so proud as a gaming dad. She, <laughs> she wants to go to the Nintendo store. Like literally, it's meet a cop, then Nintendo. Store like that that's one and two Statue of Liberty is like way on the bottom she wants to get a slice Of pizza I'm like how do you even know that that's what You do in New York City when you're five she obviously Watches way too much YouTube <laughs> yeah. because So she che- she knew that we need to go get cheesecake there. I don't know if you're like super into New York City, but like ginger cheesecake yeah, yeah. is like amazing. So she knew that she needs to go get cheesecake, once again, way too much YouTube, obviously. I'm still so f- wants to go to Chinatown she loves Chinese. Oh really? Yeah, it's so funny. Chinese food too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, she's probably- super into Chinese food. So she wants to go to Chinatown in New York to get Chinese food from Chinatown. just so funny so I don't know you never know we'll see but she's never been there has she no she's not been but she loves it yeah, it's like, it's, like her, it's like her favorite city in the world and she's never been there and she's five. What five year old has a favorite city in the world? You know, my yeah. child, my child. So that's why honestly, I'm not worried about either way, though, like if that's what she ends up doing, you know, like once again, if I know that she's going to be a faithful Christian and she will be a, a productive member of society and that's what she wants to do with her life, then of course I'll support it. You know, I may be scared, but my fear should not dictate how and what she does and how she does it. That's not my job. My job is to train her in what it means to be a Christian and how to live that life. And living the Christian life really has nothing to do with what you do with your life. Correct. Correct. You know, like your, your profession. Well, I mean, there's bad professions out there. Well, right, exactly. But besides that obvious statement, yeah. like, you know, you, you can work a job in corporate America and live a great Christian life. You don't have to work at a church to live a great Christian life. You know, you can be a doc. My dad, you can be a doctor and live a great Christian life. Right. You know, like, you know, it's not about me. You know, that's what changed my dad's mind. He to do technology ministry at the same time. Right. That's that's my what my dad's thing is. He thought. And of course, once again, there was all these advents in technology and there, there definitely was a pool of. Like there's still obviously good money to be made in technology. But back then, like a programmer, there was really good money to be made as a programmer because mm. there just weren't tons of them. So yeah. once again, he was afraid of that. He was afraid. Well, he wants to say he wants to go work for a church. And if he learns, learns how to program, he's not going to go work for a church. Well, that's not really for you to decide. You know, like if you've trained me correctly, I shouldn't be making that decision unless in the end I decide that's actually what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, it's not I may have my fears, but my fears should, that can't you. You can't control any human being, you know, like it's just it's just that's not life. That's not how it's going to work, you know, right. at the end of the day. So my parents tried to do that with my brother. They didn't like this girl that he was dating and they wanted to try to control it and shut it down. And he told them that they weren't allowed to talk anymore and all this stuff. Well, he ended up running off to Vegas and getting married. And now today he's divorced. You know, and honestly, like the girl, like I didn't really like her when I first met her. Like Honestly, if my parents probably would have left it alone, it probably just fizzled out in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, but they saw like they saw in her not a good person and they were so fearful of it and they went after it trying to control the situation. You know, instead of just giving wise counsel saying, you know, does, this doesn't seem like it'd be good. This doesn't seem like it'd be good. That That's one thing, giving counsel, but trying to control and say, you're not allowed to do this. You have to do it this way. This is the correct way to do things. Well, I mean, who died that made you God? Now, yeah. At the end of the day, you don't know how God's going to work through a situation. You don't know how, how the, how the situation is going to play itself out in the end. You know, a lot of times what I've seen in my life, when you try to wrangle and control something in your own power, it's just going to end up falling apart. You know, there's you need to do your part and you need to have wisdom and you need to listen to wise counsel. But at the end of the day, you just got to trust the Lord that he knows what he's doing with the situation. So I don't know how we got on that tangent, but <laughs> that's a good ending though. Yeah. So anyways, guys, this has been fun.
0: It's been real. It definitely. It's been, good. been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun the yeah. guest, do you want to do an outro, or do you want?
1: Well, real to quick before we do that, there's something. You, I know, I know. Okay. You, you always say you're a little bit old, and you are saying like Walkmans, and you know, remember when this stuff came out? Do were you around for records?
2: So no, records were records. records were were long gone. Well, I shouldn't say that. Records have always like today. Like go to Walmart. There's a record section yeah. there. Like they've always lived on in my house. Cassette tapes came out in. I don't know, maybe the late 70s, but down to by the early 80s. There's something called a track before that, which was basically like a cassette tape Except they were super crappy and they'd like tear out all the time. Mm -hmm. The way it worked was just a bad technology, but it was essentially just the bad version of cassette tapes. (laughs) So um, uh, when I was born, though, and like like literally CD was invented in like 91 I think yeah so literally through almost all of my childhood yeah I had a tape player all of our cars had tape players in them mm-hmm. it was until I was a teenager until I had, had a CD player and we had a CD player I remember when CD players you could first go buy them for on your computer like at, at like staples or whatever and I was going and buying them putting like upgrading our computers at home so that we could start using CDs in the computers at home like I remember that clearly but no now as far as records though I am super I got this it this will be my last thing another really great memory yeah. so my grandparents the my grandpa was, he was a plumber, but he just was like a, an all around, just like handyman, you know, type guy. And he had a little bit of an affinity towards electronics. I like to think that I'm like the, the next generation coming behind my grandfather in the appreciation for electronics. It's just on a whole lot, another level. Cause there's so much more available to us now. So they never had like any early, early editions of PCs or anything in their house, mm-hmm. but just he, he was into like some stereo system type stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to this day, it's in my parents' house. I really, once I get the studio space done in here. Here. I think I'm going to go get it from them because they don't use it, oh, but they had this like double wide Magnavox piece of furniture that it in the front of it. So Magnavox was an electronics brand, by the way, back in the day, they made, um, they made uh, um, record players, televisions. Um, they, they existed all the way through like my childhood. I think they actually may technically still exist today, but it's just like a Chinese knockoff brand. Like they bought the brand name and use it for a Chinese knockoff company, but they were like a big name in home yeah. electronics back all the way, like decades and decades and decades and decades ago. So anyways, they had this Magnavox record player, that one side of it Um, You could you could store all your records in it and you could even load up a record that it would automatically you could turn it on. It would lift it up and bring it over and drop it on the the record deck. Kind of like a jukebox, but it wasn't a jukebox, though, because it's it's like a like a console. unit, So it's wide, like a buffet table almost. So it has like these sliding wood tops on it. What was unique about it? This thing was like pretty cutting edge for the time that he got it in the 50s. And it was stereo, which that would have been huge in the 50s to have stereo. So it was stereo. Not only was it stereo, but on the back side of it, there's these two little screw downs. And one was marked R and one was marked L. And you could take a wire and wrap it down that screw and tighten that screw on down then. And that was a stereo output from it. So we're talking the days before RCA jacks existed. So everything was like screwed down, like everything was proprietary. So because of that, on the back of this to make it home user friendly, it just was two screws that you could loosen mm-hmm. and then tie a, a cable around it. So he took that and he tied that into a series of speakers through the whole house mm-hmm. and wired stereo speakers through the whole house. Mm-hmm. And then he got an intercom microphone and tied into it as well. So he could play a record through the entire house and he had a little call button that he could go to tell, like, all the, all the kids that dinner was ready. He did that in the 50s. My grandfather did. It's in the future, but in the past. Right. In wow. the future, yeah, in the past. Yeah, it was so like, cool. I remember as a kid going, my brother and I, we just loved it. We The records were just so cool to us because of like this foreign, like, saucer disc thing that we've never seen before. And, you know, there's that scratchy warmness. Oh, I always love when they put the records on. So there's that yeah. scratchy warmness to that vinyl um in in the quality of the music and then just being that magnavox like they really back then they were a really great brand so they're really great drivers in it stereo and just we just got a kick like we run upstairs to hear it playing the music playing upstairs and one of us get on the intercom and talk to the one upstairs like so i records were long before me but i have a lot of great memories with records you can tell your mom like Where's my sandwich? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So anyways, hopefully someday that record player still exists. It still works. And you want to do
1: that here. Yeah, I, you're, trying, you're trying to link
2: intercom? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I just want the record player. Yeah, so it's okay. a really yeah. solid record player. I'd like to restore it some. Like I a family heirloom. Really talking a bit. Right, yeah, yeah. I want to restore it. I'd really like to take the wood. It, it's definitely very 1950s looking. <laughs> I'd like to take it and like strip it down, like maybe stain it like black ebony to make it look mm. a little bit more modern. Mm-hmm. But it's still that same. Game. Like maybe even the drivers on it—they're getting really worn out. Take them out and get some. Try to find some like new old stock, like 1970s Klipsch drivers, and put in it. So kind of warm it up even more and make it sound nicer. Do all this so, yourself? No. Yeah, yeah, okay. I do that all myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, nice I'm into like down. electronics and so stuff like that. So hand me down. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. More like heirloom, right. Yeah. So, anyways, to
0: answer the question, I mean, on radio yeah. on, on record. Thirty years yeah. from now, record would be
2: so far. Well, honestly, it's still really. I mean, we're to we're keep talking for 30 more minutes. <laughs> you know, we're at an hour, 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. We, um, record is still like a, yeah, like a, a, little like a good comeback. technology. Yeah. I was going to say Sony makes some really good decks. Yes. Yeah. It's the, cool, yeah, people like that scratchy warmness that you have. It's, yeah. They're normal. just something that's so smooth and pleasing, especially with certain kinds of music. Oh, yeah. It, it's just, it was like designed to be made on vinyl. <laughs> so, anyways, guys. This was a whole lot of fun. I yes, really it enjoyed was. it. Maybe someday down the road we can do another one. We can talk about some serious stuff. But it was fun just talking about my childhood. We can make a part two. Obviously. And, uh, yeah, honestly. Oh, yeah. We definitely can do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do the Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah we definitely two. need to yeah. do the Steve Jobs one. Yeah, we need yeah. Steve Jobs is definitely, like, one of my life idols. Like, yeah. he... That so many quotes, just even just thinking about him right now, just come to my mind. Like he really, even before I became like a quote unquote Apple fanboy, which I'm really not. I mean, <laughs> I am. I have an iPhone. I have a Mac. But like, I love. I am definitely PCMR. Um, it's PC master race. All te- I love technology. All technology. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. But Steve, though, definitely had just been an inspiration in my life. Um, I'll never forget the day he died I know exactly the place I was when he died like that's how important and, yeah, like um, he was my, like he just truly has been an inspiration to my life and honestly our world would be a better place with more Steve Jobs in it so I do believe that so anyways it was great guys all right, thanks thank for having me on the show
1: yeah no problem man great you know you brought some new new stuff, you nice know? stuff <laughs> alright well
0: thanks for listening
1: Clues